0: hey everybody uh welcome to the nerdy piehead it's monday uh december 16th and um yeah hope everybody had a great weekend i know it's the countdown last full week before um it's christmas um the malls are busy there's it's 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 just a crazy time of the year just you know Just don't overdo it and don't feel the need to to go broke to please everybody for Christmas. Just make sure you do it within your means, I think, is uh, one of the uh, most important things. Anyways, so let's get to some movies and TV shows. Um, So, Friday, um, the Brian Reynolds... Michael Bay movie Six Underground came out on Netflix it was, I guess they did limited runs so people were able to see it earlier but it um, it was a lot of fun I mean, I wasn't expecting a uh, super crazy plot story I was expecting a lot of action I was expecting a lot of things to blow up and I was expecting just the, um, for me, it was the most important part of it was, can you entertain me for two hours? And I think that was probably one of the, the biggest things is that when I, tr- I tried to follow the story, and because it jumped all over the place, it was harder to follow it. But when I just watched it for... um the action for what it looked like for the pace of it um for the humor in there it was actually a really good movie so i am um, sorry about that so i am recommending this movie for if you're just looking for entertainment you want to watch something it's, re- it's a really great movie. If, if you know anything about Michael Bay, he is probably one of the best at big car scene chases and things blowing up. Think about your bad boys one and two, and three coming, your Transformers. Um, you think about, just think about the levels of how those movies would have big car chase scenes with things blowing up. I mean, this movie starts in a chase that goes probably for 40 minutes and it's high-octane, entertaining and it sets you up for another two hours of just fun. So, yeah, it's a great movie. Six Underground starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, Also, I watched um, this movie called Claws. And it's um, it's it's a Christmas movie, and basically, it's about how Santa Claus started in the first place. So it's like an origin story of the whole Santa Claus part of Christmas, and it um, it brings a, a postman to a far place north of where he lived before, with all the rags to riches, and he, he meets somebody, like, like Santa Claus, and that makes toys, and wants to give away these toys to children. And that's what they get the children to mail them letters, and they send them the toys. And it just, what they do is like, all the pieces of the story that you know about Santa Claus, the naughty list, the nice list, like all those things, they piece it and and weave it in the story as this is like the first go and the first run of how it all started. Absolutely great movie. It's a great family movie to watch. It's funny. It's something new that takes an old story and spins it on top of its head. So it's very entertaining. So I am, Highly recommend it for, for for if you want to watch it by yourself, you want to watch it with your children, younger children, cousins, nieces, nephews. It's a great family movie, so yeah, that's definitely um, one to watch. Um, What's going on? Um, They are rebooting the Power Rangers movie again. This time, the reboot will have them time travel back into the 90s. I don't know why, but I know it, it fits the role of doing the old school looking version of Power Rangers that worked at that time, just redoing another a movie in that, uh, in that element. So I know there'll be more information and more news about it. Um, to come, definitely, but this is we thought we thought we were going through the reboots before. We are going through the reboots now. Um, some of the great uh, movies uh, of our of the nineties, late eighties, nineties, are actually being re- rebooted, but rebooted by the, the the original writers, some of the stars. So I like not taking the story and creating another origin story of it or you know you're not sure if these actors are going to work or not but more or less the people that created it getting back together and creating something that can go along the lines with this cuz they probably already probably had the idea for a very long time but um never really got to exercise it just because People didn't think that the reboot would be necessary, but now that we are in reboot mode, it's perfect. Now that we're in a place where where we need more content, it just take the risk. It might be good, it might not, but it counts as content. Um, the Top trailer came out this morning. There's another reboot there. I think uh, next year you got Bill and Ted. It's it's just it's it's gonna go, and I think. I'm I'm here for remaking a classic, as long as the people that are participating in the remake worked on the original in some capacity, and don't ruin it trying to just make a dollar. That's my only thing about the reboot. Um, Something else in this, Samuel Jackson, if you have an Alexa, I don't know if it's in the U.S. and Canada, but most likely it's in the U.S. But, um, you know, it could be Canada too. You can actually change the voice on Alexa to be Samuel L. Jackson. I really like, that could, I don't want an Alexa, but I would definitely like to hear Samuel L. Jackson getting your, your playlist ready or calling one of your friends, or just answering you back when you ask, it, ask him a question, I think that would be pretty funny about what people are going to end up doing with that on the internet, so I would stay tuned, look around for that. Um, so, uh, on Saturday, the uh, creators of the Office, they had released a movie on YouTube called Threat Level Midnight, and basically it's a it's an uncut version of Michael Scott's movie. It's 25 minutes, and it's, it's on YouTube, and it features a handful of unseen clips. So if you're a fan of The Office, and you're a fan of Michael Scott, there's a 25-minute movie called Fet Level Midnight on YouTube. You can check it out. Just type in Fet Level Midnight. It's probably got like 20 million views by now, so you know you're watching the right one. Um, HBO Max is planning to do a reboot of like well not a reboot, let's say the a, a spin off of uh their their National Lampoons Vacation and um starring um well Rusty's gonna reprise his role, probably be older, probably play like maybe the Chevy Chase role, which is cool because the same character we've seen him for years in um, Big Bang Theory, so it'll be good to see him um, play play maybe en- play another another role. And it became something where it's like I mean that show to me was was amazing. Every time you watch an episode of Big Bang Theory, you you you, you, you get a joke, you, you hear a joke. It's it's got very clever, it's very smart, and the characters are very likable. So, with it up, like so these characters can carry on into um doing other foyers, and people might definitely watch it. I definitely want to see the character that plays uh Sheldon play like a serious serial killer in a movie. I think it'll be such a dark c- contrast to what you've seen in play, so it might you might be able to pull it off uh, very, very well. Um, they're now calling it. Th- That May 21st, 2021, will be Keanu Day as The Matrix 4 and John Wick Chapter 4 are set to be released on the same day. Um, As of now, that's the. uh, Sorry. As for now, that is the set release date. I'm sure that could change. As, why would you compete, why would they want to com- movies to compete with each other? Um, they could also be the same movie, Stranger Things Have Happened. If you could tie that in, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, like, Neil got bored of just being the one and just went into the real world and decided to be John Wick. With, with, okay, it could, it could happen. But it's just um even Keanu's too because like next year he's got he's in the he's in the SpongeBob movie he's got Bill and Ted and he's in the video game uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven so we're starting to see a gear up with of, of his so it's it's it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the roles how these play out um but yeah also yesterday i um watched the season finale of Watchmen, and i i said to myself i'm like i hope that i would love to see more because it was like i'm gonna advocate for this show right i know you shouldn't be advocating for, for bigger things than TV stuff but hear me for a bit it's it's a rare thing when you're able to put together nine episodes and complete a story, keep it entertained, close it enough where it could stay closed but leave enough questions in case you need to open it again The Watchmen probably one of the best shows that I have seen on TV in a long time that's taken a story that you've already known, um, put more context to things, showed you repercussions of things, and kept in line with comic book, with movie, didn't really overstretch characters, I thought it was absolutely great. So, you know, full full disclaimer, I'm going to spoil it, I don't care. Not really, but most of it, the Watchmen, for all intents purposes, was showing you the world upside down. It will show you the lengths that absolute power would go to to have to be able to shape the world the way they want it. There's a hierarchy. The hierarchy has always done things in a certain manner, whether pieces of it have undertones of racism, whether pieces of it have undertones of, of uh people dying people being poor ultimately if that keeps humanity humanity alive then they are doing the right thing and that played out in this for the for the whole season um at the end you've seen that you've had somebody dr manhattan that has absolute power and he in a sense and he agrees in the comic His t- the way he sees and how he sees he see, he experiences life all at once all at the same time past, present and future absolute power because he can change any of these timelines change anything so he does have absolute, absolute power and you watch um, people that feel that they should have that power plot to take down any and everybody until they can get to that power. Take down any and everybody, no matter if it's killing them, no matter if it's it doesn't it doesn't matter. And it, it it kind of pulls some blinders back to to what that that looks like, you know. And um, it used race as the undertone. It did it, it showed you elements of racism, of hate, but it also showed you what it does in the present day. As because people are so accustomed to things being a certain way, they can't really see just how corrupt the system is they actually are for the system because it's keeping humanity safe even if it's corrupting humanity at the same time it's a great show, it's nine episodes Um, I think it's it's something that if you have the time you should definitely check it out and you don't have to if you don't want to but if you're looking for a great show then I think you should. Yeah, I, I um it's funny. I still haven't watched um the latest episode of The Mandalorian. I thought it was a really I really um oh but I did wait, before we get into that, the reason I didn't watch The Ending of The Mandalorian is because I wanted to fully finish the last three episodes ahead of um, Apple TV's uh, show C man I, I liked it I've I seen the critics slamming it I've seen it not getting as much press and I, and I think they just buried a story that they just weren't ready to hear right and um, it could be that how Majority of the people that could not see were 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 white, and then the people that could see were black. It's just a straight contrast. Maybe people didn't want to see it, and they slammed it for not not having some haves and haves in there. You know what I mean? But and that happens on TV a lot because it doesn't test well, right? You put it in a room full of people. And maybe they don't, they don't think that should be like that. Maybe they think it, should, it shouldn't be segregated by race. And they're, they're, they're right. It but if they don't like it, it's not going to test well. But um, it was a great show. So if the show top to bottom is there's an apocalypse and as years go by, I think it's 500 years of blindness. And then there's an outlier that can see. And he starts to impregnate women and the babies that they're having, the babies can see. Now, in order for the people in order for the king, kingdom to keep power, anytime somebody can see, they deem them a witch and they hunt and kill them. And it keeps why that happens is you want to like of course, if the person can see, then they would have absolute power in that situation because they could, they don't have to rely on their other senses They're, they have a leg up, even though in the show, like sometimes you have to double take realizing that they can't see because their other senses are so heightened that they can hear the wind move to the right, they could tell how many people. Right there it's it's honestly it's probably one of the most amazing like this thought process in putting that together absolutely amazing and it goes through it goes through like you know the, the this the lady has she has kids kids can see it's not with her husband he basically raises them as his own but they've always been able to see but he raises them to move around like they can't see so that nobody thinks that they're witches and they don't get hunted and it just it's absolutely great, like even the um even when they do end up meeting their father and going to where he is, they realize that he wants to be seen as a god as well, so he's willing to enslave the blind so he could see it's so you can rule, not see, because you can clearly see. Um, it, it, it's really, really good at that. And again, it's it is. Does it justify getting a whole new streaming service to your house? Maybe not. But if you've bought an Apple product in the last nine months, you have it free for a year. So I would just try it for a year. And, and, and check it out. They've got other shows on there and they're pretty good. I mean, I think everybody wants things to be like the best show ever created on television for the streaming service when they just started, even Netflix as it is now. There's gonna be hit, hit to miss. Some people will like them, some people won't. It just depends on when and where you watch them and how you watch them. And that's what it is. So you always gotta give these things a try. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, this week, Thursday, I'm going to do an episode. We're going to go through 2009, 10, and 11. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a decade, and we're going to go through those three years and talk about um, some of the great ones, what the box office looked like, and just things of that nature. And then at the end of the whole from 2009 to 2019 at the end, I'm going to compile a list of my top 20 movies of the decade, explanations stuff like that, and I'll actually put the list, I actually have a bigger list with all the movies, which I'll put a link in my uh, bio on Instagram, where you can actually pull the link down and have that list if you want to go through the list like I went through, and um... See if you what your list looks like. Um, thank you guys for listening again. I'll see you guys this Thursday.